0: The topic today is driving with love. And so we're going to show why it is important that people, especially disciples of Christ, drive with love. And that means establishing what genuine love is. So what is love? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13,
1: where Paul describes it. He says, love is patient and kind For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these three is love.
2: Amen. And then later uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, 16, 14, Paul says let all that you do be done in love so what we wanted to talk about today was one aspect of that word all and that would be driving with love
0: I was a school bus driver for 35 years and I watched a lot of people who were definitely not driving with love but then anyone who's driven on the roads has consistently watched lots of people who do not drive with love worse You might have been one of them (laughs) so when you look at these passages like this description that Paul gives of love note that he does not say love should be patient or love should be kind he says love is patient love is kind so when I'm not being patient and kind whether I'm driving or anything else, I'm not being loving. Mm -hmm. That's the clear message that we're supposed to get from passages like that. So now we need to apply that to driving. What does it mean to drive with love? Well, even reading that description, we need to ask ourselves, does that describe me when I'm driving? Am I patient? Am I kind? am I not rude I mean you can just go down that list and and it becomes very evident not irritable Um, this is not a description of the way most people act when they're driving and that includes most believers so that's a challenge to bring our driving into alignment with God's Word so that we drive with love.
2: Amen. There was, I don't remember, uh, what is the name of that psychologist who wrote about love and about the first step of one of the first aspects of love is paying attention?
0: Oh, uh, M. Scott Peck.
2: Okay, yeah, and he's a psychologist?
0: Uh, he's a psychiatrist, psychiatrist who wrote the book uh, The Road Less Traveled.
2: Yes. Uh, In that book, uh, one of the principles that he brought out about love is that um, one of the first defining characteristics, I guess, of love uh, was paying attention. I guess one of the first acts of love would be a better way to say it, is paying attention. Um, Because in, in any situation, if we want to be loving towards anybody, we have to be paying attention to them. We have to be paying attention to what's going on in their lives, paying attention to what they're saying, paying attention to their body language. Um, otherwise, we will not fully love them in the way that the Lord Jesus would want us to love them, and the way that the Lord Jesus loved, loves us and loved people while he was on the earth. Uh, and so, to apply that to driving, one of the big things that we need to be doing while we're driving is paying attention. Uh, and that includes, that covers the whole topic of distracted driving, whether that's uh, eating a sloppy hamburger while you're driving or texting and driving or talking on the phone and you're driving, whatever it is anything that is distracting you from paying attention to the people that are driving either in the oncoming traffic or right next to you uh, is is not driving with love because you are putting not only yourself at risk but those people at risk by not paying attention to the road and what you're doing and you could potentially get into an accident where it's your fault and you could be hurting another person because you were not paying attention to what you were doing in that moment.
0: I'm a AAA member, so I get the magazine that they send out each month. And just a few months ago, they had a very heartbreaking article written by a woman, a school teacher, here in Washington State. And uh, she and her husband have uh, some teenagers who are drivers. And the parents uh, had been quite strict with their teenagers about not um, texting and driving. But one morning, the mother, the school teacher, uh, got in the car, ready to leave for work to teach school and realized that her Phone, I think, had been unplugged or she had left it in the car or something. So she had not checked uh, s- until she got in the car. And then she realized she had a message and she thought, oh, th- I, I need to send a reply to this message. So she broke her own rule. She texted while she was driving. And because of that, she lost control of the car and ran into a neighbor man Hmm. who was a pedestrian and he was so badly injured that he is essentially a human vegetable for the rest of his life. And he was a father and a husband.
1: Hmm.
0: And overnight, I mean in a moment of time, She went from being a widely respected school teacher to a felon, charged with a terrible crime, who had irreparably harmed another person and deprived her neighbor family of a husband and father. And to make matters even worse, they were members of her church. Yikes. And so, (laughs) She and her family switched to a different church because they didn't feel that it was fair to force this other family to see them now on a regular basis. Well, she has paid an awesome price, and of course not as awesome a price as the man and his family did, but all of them together have paid an awesome price her failure to drive with love Hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no matter what you're doing we need to be doing it out of love Mm -hmm. and I hear this section of first Corinthians quoted a lot um, at weddings but it wasn't until Don brought up driving with love that I really started applying these Versus two more things in my life like Mm. driving and I specifically remember Don sharing about keeping his windshield clean um, because Part of driving with love is being able to see Everybody coming towards you and those that are next to you And so keeping your windshield clean Mm -hmm. and making sure you can see properly is also an act of love Yeah, and so I just I think it is Um, Essential for us to be taking love and applying it to even the little things in our life. Yeah. Like cleaning your car windshield. Yeah. Um, And there's so many more applications. But no matter what we're doing, if we really want to stand out as different in this world, um, we need to be doing different things like that to show people our love.
2: Amen. Yeah. And many people, when they hear something like, you need to wash your windshield of your car in order to be loving, they might think, oh, well, that's just legalistic. But I, I would challenge that person uh, and, and say that that is just one small aspect of how living in love actually works itself out. And there is too much talk about loving people, but when it comes to really practically saying something like, well, wash your windshield so you can see better, then people will put up there and say, oh, no, I, I don't need to do that. Um, And so I I would just challenge any person with that kind of attitude to say, um, are you really wanting to live in love or are you just wanting to talk about it and have the feelings of love but not willing to actually change what you're doing?
1: Yeah.
0: Another very practical uh, requirement, I believe, for driving with love is to normally drive with both hands on the steering wheel. Uh, Many people don't realize how much control of a vehicle you surrender by only having one hand on the wheel. Uh, A race car driver would not consider driving with one hand on the wheel. And you can get by with one hand on the wheel as long as there's no emergencies. But by definition, you don't know when an emergency is going to come around. You don't know when a dog is gonna run across right in front of you, or worse, a little child. Um, There are all kinds of things that create instantaneous driving emergencies. And if you only have one hand on the wheel, that can make all the difference in the world as to whether you can maintain control of the car or direct it where it needs to go. I remember many years ago when I was still driving the school bus that one morning, it was a very dangerous uh, road condition that had caused most of the other school districts to close school for the day, but ours did not. Um, My school bus was one of 12 that had accidents that morning. And as I picked up my last uh, middle school kid and started up a hill that curved to my left, there was a car coming down the hill uh, and it had, it had been icy already on the streets and then it had snowed lightly on top of the ice during the night. Well, this woman started down the hill in her car and her car just started skidding straight for the front of my school bus. and. I could see her face, she was petrified and there was nothing she could do. Well, I knew that if she crashed head on, we were each probably doing about 25 miles an hour at that point point. Uh, and I had a flat face bus, the engine was in the rear and so I didn't have much protection uh, for a front uh, on collision uh, and so, if we had collided at a combined speed of 50 miles an hour, it likely would have killed her and likely would have broken one or both of my legs. But, of course, I always drove with both hands on the wheel. And I had also sort of programmed myself for years, ever since I started driving at 16, to drive out of a head on collision if there was any place to go. So, I quickly turned and drove the bus right into someone's front yard. Narrowly missed the tree, tore up their lawn, but we did not have a head on collision. <clears throat> Her car just hit right beside me, um, and then it spun around and came to a stop pointing the wrong direction on the street. When my supervisor came out to check out the accident and realized what had happened, she said, "'Don, I am so glad that you drove into that yard.'" <laughs> And then she said, how th- have you planned? Have you tried to prepare for something like that? Did you just instantly think of it? Or? I said, I actually started thinking about that when I was 16 when I first started driving. And I have mentally rehearsed many times since then evasive actions to take. To avoid disastrous collisions especially head-on collisions and so i was preparing myself for what i hoped i would then do right if the situation ever developed it just took many many years for it to develop <laughs> but if i had not planned it if i had not been thinking about it and if i had not had both hands on the wheel i couldn't have done that Both of those were requirements that I've rehearsed the right move to make. That doesn't guarantee you'll make the right move, but it makes it far more likely that you'll make the right move in a driving emergency. So those two things, mental preparation and keeping both hands on the wheel can make a huge difference. Um, The both hands on the wheel, there's other situations like a deer runs across the road. Um, and you jerk the wheel to avoid what can be a disastrous collision because you do not want to collide with a deer, much less a moose, (laughs) which is much, much bigger. Um, But if you jerk that wheel to avoid that collision with just one hand, it's highly unlikely that you're going to be able to steer the car just the right degree but not too much. You're likely to overcorrect then and run into the tree or off into the disastrous ditch. And this is the question that I pose to people who think, ah, oh, that's that's too legalistic. I I don't like driving both hands on the wheel. Well, then my question is this. If you're driving with your girlfriend, your mother, your wife, whoever, someone you love, your best friend, and you jerk the wheel to avoid a terrible collision, but you've only got one hand on the wheel, and now you've jerked it too far, and you run into the tree, and your loved one is killed or paralyzed for life. You're going to live the rest of your life wondering, could I have avoided that if I had just had both hands on the wheel that's a not a nice thing to have to live with Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life Mm
1: -hmm. I just thought of this um, but I think there's a pretty cool connection between driving with both hands on the wheel and walking through your spiritual life being prepared for any situation and what I mean by walking through life with your both with both hands on the wheel is staying um, attuned to what God has called you and to stay rooted and grounded in Scripture mm-hmm. and being being able to like have a mentor and, and have um, guidance from people around you mm-hmm. to always be prepared for when situations come up um, or trials come up and you have to make quick decisions. If you are nonchalant about your spiritual walk and you aren't prepared for temptations to arise or for um, trials to come that really test your faith, then you won't be ready and -hmm. you might not handle those right. And you might live the rest of your life thinking, Oh, if only I was prepared, Mm -hmm. if only I had taken that more seriously, Um, and that can play into relationships um, your spiritual walk or just even schooling and jobs there's so many applications to walking uh, walking through life um, driving your car and doing it uh, with love Mm
2: -hmm. Um, yeah yeah kingdom living is not by accident if we want to live truly in every way For the kingdom of God and for the glory of God none of it is going to be by accident yeah
0: the heart attitude will always determine how we respond to all kinds of situations including um, a conviction from the Holy Spirit I have shared these principles about driving with love Uh, including driving with both hands on the wheel with several of the guys that I have mentored over the years and the contrasting reactions of two of them really illustrate the difference in heart attitude one of them when I shared it It was obvious he didn't want to hear it and he wanted to change the topic as soon as possible. The other one uh, not only wanted to hear it, I mean, I don't think he was thrilled that it was true, um, but he actually asked me for more information. He, He, He wanted to know more. He didn't want to cut off the conversation. He wanted me to add to it. Tell me more. Tell me why this is so important. Why this is significant. Those contrasting attitudes make all the difference in the world as to how we are going to respond ultimately to God himself.
1: Mm